This is Heather and David Doty. Welcome to Upward with the Dotys. We interview fascinating people from all walks of life to discuss the contributing factors of their success. I am a family physician, and David is an entrepreneur, a real estate broker, and investor. We love learning about other people's journey towards success, whether it comes to relationships, business, or both. Do you want to be successful in life? If so, stay tuned to learn what success looks like and how to achieve it as we discuss the mindset and habits of those who are, perhaps, a few steps ahead of us on that journey. Well, we are super excited to be here today with Chad Osborne, CEO of Call It Closed International Realty. I'm going to go over a couple highlights really quickly. Back in 2012, he was one of the fastest growing Remax franchisees. He's licensed as a real estate broker in Florida and in Texas. He's part of a husband and wife team with total personal sales in excess of $250 million. And they are the found, he is the co-founder of Call It Closed International Realty. It's the first national cloud-based 100% commission brokerage with a residual income plan in the United States. So Chad, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to it. So Chad, David and I have had the privilege of knowing you and your lovely wife for a few years now. Um, so I know a little bit about you, but why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and what you're doing these days? Yeah, sure. I mean, as David said, um, trying to run this company, um, my wife and I have been in real estate now for uh, 20 years. This is, uh, she's going to have her 20 year anniversary this year in real estate in just a few months. And uh, I got in probably just a three or four months after she did. She, she started making more money than me. And I thought, well, you know what? I, I probably better get involved in this. And, um, and plus she'll tell you she's not very organized. And so uh, I, I'm quite organized. And so we made a great team and it's been a, it's been a fun ride for the last 20 years. And, uh, you know, our kids have grown up in the real estate industry and they, they swore they didn't want to have anything to do with real estate. And, and now my daughter is our VP of operations for call it closed. And my, my son, um, is not directly in real estate, but his wife, uh, owns a transaction coordination company, uh, that's doing very well. And so anyway, it has become kind of our family business and, um, you know, uh, I do have, I have three kids, uh, and a two by birth, one adopted, and I have five grandkids. And, um, so, you know, uh, it's, it's, a it's a great life. And, um, we're down here in sunny Florida, uh, where the corporate office is for call it closed. And, and now, um, you know, call it closed is, is doing really well. We're expanding. Uh, we're in 14 States right now. Um, and opened title uh, our title company about uh, just uh, just at a year ago this month, and uh, we're in two states with title, and it's going to be expanding uh, into other states as well. And now we're in the process of opening our mortgage company. So, call it closed is uh, is definitely expanding, and it's uh, you know it's a great model. It works really well for our agents, and uh, people seem to like it. And so you know I'm having a great time just. Uh, Trying to run, trying to run all three companies, I guess. But thankfully, I've got some really good people alongside of me to help me with all three. And uh, my primary focus is on the real estate company, and then I have folks running the title company and the mortgage company for me. But 
anyway, we're, uh, we're trying to rule the world, I guess, <laughs> in real estate. That's awesome. And I, I am very confident that you will achieve that vision of becoming dominant in the industry. Can you talk about why you started Call It Closed? It's, and you mentioned 14 states. You just celebrated your third anniversary as a company. Mm -hmm. um, why, why did you start Call It Closed? No, that's a good question. Uh, and there's a couple reasons for it. I didn't intend on starting another brokerage. You know, you mentioned at the beginning, uh, we used to own uh, several Remax franchises. At one point, we were at least part owners in five uh, franchises. And um, we sold those in 2015. We really thought that there was a kind of a breakdown between the top levels of the of the corporate side of real estate and the boots on the ground, the day-to-day, -day, you know, agents out there doing the work. And um, our intention really was to not be brokers anymore, not run the company. And so my wife got into coaching um, and then we just, you know, continued to sell real estate. Honestly, our overhead was so high at Remax that we made more money just selling real estate, you know, and not being uh, involved in that side of it. But I started to see uh, the EXPs of the world and uh, some of these other companies, you know, really growing. And I was looking at their models and I thought, you know, there's there's still something missing. I felt like there was something missing in the industry. And uh, I was actually living in Texas at that time. This is 2018 now, early 2018. I had flown back to Naples, Florida uh, to uh, for a business trip. And, um, you know, I really felt I was driving down the road past one of my old Remax offices. And it's a true story. And I felt like uh, I just felt that I needed to pull over and, and look at that office. Now, it, it has been vacant, actually, since we left. Believe it or not, it's, wow. it's on a um, busy corner on one of the main streets in uh, Bonita Springs, Florida, was our main office. And um, it's still vacant. Um, the uh, the owner of that building, um, I don't know, he's weird, and he has never uh, released that particular property. Anyway, long story short, it was empty, and I just kind of looked in the windows. It brought back memories, and I actually, uh, you know, I felt like God gave me this idea, and that it, that it needed to be accomplished. And so I came back home, and I told my wife, and she said, "No, <laughs> no, we're not doing anything like that." And I said, "Well, you know." I feel like we need to do it. And not only are we going to do it, but we're not just going to open a little office and, you know, be a, a mom and pop shop. Like this thing's going to be global and uh, it's going to be one of the biggest brokerages in the world. And so, you know, we set, we set uh, the task out there and, and, and set our goals and I started working on it. And I, I tell people that I, I went from writing on a, on a notepad, you know, writing notes to, you know, typing things into a computer to spreadsheets uh, and it just progressed until we were able to put this whole infrastructure together. And it, and it really took me about a year, uh, the better part of a year uh, to to get everything kind of where I wanted it to be and uh, test our processes and our systems and our onboarding. And and uh, so that was it. So by February of 2019, I think, is when we technically became licensed in Florida and did our first deal. Um, and so, as you mentioned, yeah, just passed our three year anniversary. And uh, now we're in 14 states. Last year, we did over $300 million in sales uh, and almost 1,200 transactions. So for such a young company, uh, that's those are really astounding numbers. And I just give credit to to uh, to God for helping us and also to our agents. We, we have such a tremendous agent base 
Um, our agents are just really good, not only good real estate people, but just good people. And I think that uh, that has helped us to grow. And um, so, you know, that was it really. I started call it closed because I, I felt like something was missing. And what was missing was a national uh, 100% company. And um, so that's what we started. And uh, so far, it's going pretty well. Well, I am incredibly grateful that I get to be a part of it. It's uh, when, when we first met, I had, you know, as, as you know, I was planning to start my own firm and uh, I was in Raleigh taking the required classes to be my own broker, to start my own firm. And uh, a mutual friend called me and said, you got to talk to this guy in Florida. They're starting their own company. And long story short, we said, we'll give it a year. And it's been two and a half and I'm, I'll, I'll never look back. I just can't imagine being anywhere else. Uh, the, the vision that God gave you was so much grander and better than what I was imagining for my own firm. Um, I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of it. Well, we're grateful to have people like you. And, and, it, and it is literally, as I said, it's because of our people. That's literal and, you know, uh, and figurative, I guess, because uh, our revenue share platform obviously adds value and, and incentivizes agents to talk to other agents about Call It Closed. But it really is just the character, I think, of our company and the character of our people and people like you that make Call It Closed what it is. And so Aprilia and I, my wife, um, my co-founder in this with me, um, you know, we're just honored really to be where we are. And, um, and, and we know that it's because of, of the people that we've been able to bring around us. Yeah, Chad, it's it's really been an honor to get to know you and Aprilia. I admire both of you so much and um, just really have enjoyed getting to know you and you both inspire us. So, you know, David and I started this because we're so interested in learning from the journey of other people and um, how they get to success in various parts of their life. And obviously you and Aprilia have had success in raising some amazing kids and creating some awesome businesses. So how do, how do you define success? What is success to you? You know, I think, uh, as you said, that's a, it's good that you phrased it that way, success to you, because I think success is really different for different people. Um, we, you know, we really have measured our success by our family and, you know, seeing our kids uh, be successful themselves, prosper, uh, be healthy, uh, both physically and spiritually, and, uh, you know, and now them leading their families. And to us, you know, that means that we did something right. So, you know, business, of course, is part of it. You, you're in business to make money. You want to be successful. Uh, people want to be able to support, you know, their own lifestyle or maybe their own church or, you know, something like that. So people get into business for different reasons. But, you know, success is, uh, I, I would say that Call It Closed is already successful as far as a company, but we have leaps and bounds still that we can go. And I know in five years, you know, we'll be much more successful as it is measured by most metrics, you know, but, uh, but again, you know, we're successful now. And, and so just following, I think the plan that God has for each and every one of us, um, you know, I believe strongly in that. And, and I think that we each have our own uh, destiny and our own plan that we need to uh, fulfill. The Bible says that he actually wrote a book about each one of us in Psalm 139. And so, uh, you know, there's a whole book out there. Uh, he knows the end from the beginning of our lives. 
And so we have things that we're supposed to accomplish. We have things that we're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, as I said, a big part of that is, I think, raising a, a good, strong family and, um, you know, instilling just good morals aside from the religious, so to speak, side of it, but instilling good morals, having uh, people, you know, uh, kids that treat others the way they want to be treated, right? Uh, in this world that we live in, I find that it's a little bit becoming more rare. Uh, and so success, I think, is just, you know, as I said, obviously there are business metrics, there are family metrics, there are all these different things, and it's different for different people. But I feel like we are successful, but I feel like there are a lot more things that we need to accomplish uh, before, you know, uh, before the end of our lives. And we certainly have plenty of time left to do that, or we feel like we do. But we're not promised tomorrow. And so we're successful today, but tomorrow we have goals and we can be more successful. Amen. Mm. I love it. I love that. I have I have a follow-up question for you too, Chad, um, because I love watching you and Aprilie work together. And you alluded to the fact that um, that you have different giftings. And so you clearly are very administrative and your lovely wife is just full of this passion and fire and has a different set of giftings as well. And you've worked together for a long time. David and I are just starting our journey of working together. Um, so what do you, for those of you who are looking at working together as as spouses, what is what is maybe a piece of advice that you could give to them or something that you and Aprilie have learned that has um, made it more effective for you to work together? That's a great question. Um, you know, in short, I would say stay in your lane. Mm. Um, and, and by the way, I, I hope you have Aprilie on the podcast at some point, too. I'm sure she'd love to uh, to talk with you guys. But and, and you can see then when if you do that, you, you'll be able to see our, our differences. But uh, our differences have become our strengths, you know, and we uh, we each embrace the things that we're good at. She knows that she's not good at paperwork and contracts. And, uh, you know, I know that I'm not as good of a salesperson. I, I don't know anybody that's as good of a salesperson as she is. Um, you know, she has sold uh, 60. She sold 60 houses in one day. Um, one time that was new construction. People are like, how can you do that? Well, it was new construction. She sold 60 in a day. That meant I had to write 60 contracts in a day. And, uh, and I did it. It took me all night um, actually. And uh, we had them ready for, for signatures the next morning. So, and, and, you know, throughout the years, obviously we, you know, there are times when we butt heads and we, we try to get in each other's space, you know, so to speak. And I'll tell her, oh, you, you need to follow up with this customer better. or You need to do this, you know. And, uh, and she'll say, hey, you know, you stay in your lane. I'll do what I do. You do what you do. And um, it, that's what really has worked for us, you know. And, and, of course, then separating, you know, business from family and being husband and wife and not just being business partners uh, all the time. Uh, and, and, you know, having set times of the day that you, you don't talk about work, you know, you just talk about, uh, each other and family and the other things that, that are important in life. And, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, um, I think it's separation, like I said, and, and keeping, keeping, uh, everything kind of in line with what you're good at, let her do what she's good at. That's great advice. I want to switch it up just a little bit and throw you a curveball. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about what your childhood was like? And do you remember as a child thinking about what you would do as a career someday? And is it anything remotely close to what you're doing now? 
okay. Well, so uh, I grew up the son of, a, of an engineer, um, and it was similar to a military family in that we moved a lot. So I went to 13 schools starting, you know, from kindergarten up until I graduated high school. I was in 13 different schools. Um, we lived in a lot of different places and never lived anywhere more than like a year and a half. So I was always moving. Um, and, and I'm kind of shy, you know, and so I didn't, I'm not real extroverted. Um, and it was hard for me sometimes, but I always found and made ways, uh, found ways to make friends, I should say. And, um, a lot of that was through sports and other things, played basketball in high school and football in middle school and some other things. And so I was able to kind of keep things moving in, in a general direction. Um, but it was a great childhood, but, you know, not entrepreneurial um, at all. I mean, my dad worked six, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, uh, typically at nuclear power plants. That's normally what he was building. And so it was, you know, it was interesting. And my mom uh, didn't work uh, from the time that I was born. She was a stay-at-home mom. The only person I would say that was entrepreneurial, so to speak, in my family was my brother, who uh, is a, a general contractor, and he was building houses. He's um, a little bit older than me, actually about 17 years older than me. And so he was already out of the house and doing some other things when I was born. But by the time I was old enough to remember, uh, he was building houses and he was doing that kind of out on his own. And so I had that. But for the most part, nobody in our family was really uh, entrepreneurial. Everybody, you know, just worked jobs. I always saw myself as an attorney. I don't know why that's what I picked when I was young, but I picked that at a very early age. Um, and I went through school with that basically as the plan. And then when I got to college, I double majored. So I kept the, I did the business uh, major kind of as a basis, you know, for, to, to go into law school. Uh, and I was looking for a specialty. But I also double majored in computer information systems because I was technical and I just thought, you know, hey, that'd be something cool to do. Somewhere in there, my focus shifted and, um, you know, some life things happened, of course, and whatever. And my focus shifted away from being an attorney, went more entrepreneurial. Uh, my father-in-law, uh, once I had married Aprilie, uh, my father-in-law had only been an entrepreneur. He owned car dealerships. And uh, I started working with him and for him, got into the car business and, and started selling cars and, you know, fixing cars up and, and selling them and things like that. And then I also, because of my skill set, I was building computers. And this is back in the late 90s before Dell and Gateway put me out of business uh, pretty much. So, at an, uh, you know, right, right in my early years of college, uh, basically by my sophomore year in college, I was kind of starting to do some of my own businesses. And then it just went from there. I did work a couple of regular jobs, but um, I haven't had what I would call a regular job, you know, since, um, well, almost 20 years. So it, it was a, it was an interesting journey for me to to uh, kind of shift my focus. Um, sometimes, you know, I still think about should I have gone to law school? <laughs> should I have been an attorney? Uh, I think I would have been a good attorney, but uh I, uh, I think, you know, we're, we're pretty good at what we're doing. And um, so I feel like this is this has definitely been the right path. That's that's awesome. What what was the contributing factor? What caused you to change your mindset from working for somebody, being an attorney? Um, was was there 
was there a shift or was it kind of a natural progression? I mean, again, you know, it, it, some, some life things happen. So late nineties, I was, um, you know, I was about to graduate from college or close to graduating from college with that double major, uh, Aprilie, uh, and I, uh, ended up uh, having, a our first child, uh, sorry, our second child kind of at a, um, an unplanned moment in life. And, uh, I had been working as a manager of a jewelry store, uh, which is of course, totally off the topic, but, um, <laughs> I had been managing this jewelry store and had kind of learned that business. And right around this, just this same time period, this jeweler who was a master jeweler decided that he wanted to retire or semi-retire and he didn't want to own the, the jewelry store anymore. And I was looking for a place that I could build my computers. And, um, I was, you know, selling these basically custom built computers at that time. And also I was a, a registered Microsoft system builder. And so uh, I was doing some network administration and things like that and working with some local uh, doctor's offices and other businesses installing their networks. So I was kind of doing that on the side uh, already because it went along with what I was doing in school. And uh, then when he retired or said he wanted to retire, I said, you know what, I can, I can kind of take this thing over. And so I created this, this, uh, we, we converted, should say, shouldn't say created. We converted the storefront for the jewelry store into this thing that I called diodes and diamonds. And, uh, so I literally had the jewelry store out front with the traditional, you know, cases and rings and whatever necklaces and all of that. And then in the back, I had a shop and I built the, built the computers. And, uh, so we called it diodes and diamonds. And so People would bring in, you know, I, I was able to keep kind of the established business because he had been there for so long that people would come in with jewelry repairs and I would send them out to him who, you know, he was still doing some of that remotely. And so I was able to keep traffic coming in the door. And uh, so we sold some jewelry and we sold some computers. It was a really interesting time. And uh, we did that for about a year. And, um, you know, as I said, Dell and Gateway were really starting to become popular at that time. It was getting difficult for me to compete on a price point with, uh, with those guys. So I kind of shifted at that point and went more into the car business with my father-in-law. And that's what really carried us then for the first few years of our marriage, early years until about 2002. And by that point we had our own car dealership. We were doing okay with that. But as I said, my wife got into real estate and the rest is history. I love that. That's, I love learning more about you too, Chad. You have such an interesting life story. And I think uh, I really admire the fact that you have so much flexibility to do whatever the next thing is, just to provide for your family or whatever the Lord is calling you to. Um, what What would you say is your primary driver for success? What drives you? You're, you guys are so successful and you're so busy and you are always creating and innovating and you're starting a church. So what's your primary driver? Uh, well, for us, uh, you know, in our family, it really is a, a, a what I would call a kingdom mindset. Mm -hmm. um, we do pretty much everything to fund uh, ministry, um, whether it's now our own church or, you know, other ministries that we help support and things like that. Uh, we love to give to, you know, missions and, and people that are doing uh, work for the Lord in, in other countries, orphanages, things like that. So, you know, really that is our driver. I mean, it's great to make money and we have a nice house and I drive a Mercedes, you know, and, and so we enjoy the nice things of life, but 
that's not our primary focus. You know, it's not our primary driver. And I believe that that's why we've been blessed and be able to have, you know, are able to have those things because our focus is on uh, what I would call more important things. Um, and so, you know, again, we want to be able to support lots of different ministries and organizations out there that help people. And certainly now that we have kind of started our own church, uh, we want to be able to support that and help in the local community and, and do the types of things that, uh, you know, I believe churches should do, helping the orphans and the widows and the, the things that kind of the Bible tells us that we should do. And so um, the more money that we're able to make and give to all these other ministries and, and, and things out there, you know, the more people that we can help either directly or indirectly. And we're fine if it's indirect. We don't need the credit. In fact, we shy away from it. But if we can help people, you know, in any way, then that's what we try to do. I love it. I, I'm in agreement. I think that's why we're here. I think that's why God put us here. It was to really to figure out, number one, do we want him or not? And then secondly, what are we going to do to to make other people's lives better, whether it's through sharing the truth or or providing in a physical way? Where do you see yourself, Chad, in five years and in 10 years? And you can answer that personally. You can answer that in regard to your church or in regard to call it closed or any combination thereof. just want to give you free reign. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I hope that I'm retired <laughs> in, in, uh, in 10 years, I would say. I hope that I'm retired. Five years. And not that I'll ever quit because I just, I'm not the type of person that would, you know, just sit at the house and, and do nothing. Um, I'll find something else to do, but, you know, I would love in, in 10 years for my daughter to be really, you know, completely running the company uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and for me to be able to have a little bit limited involvement in that, you know, to focus again on more of the ministry side of things. And my wife and I, we, you know, we love to travel. We love to, to see things and, and uh, you know, maybe by then the world will be open again uh, mm -hmm. for the most part. And so, you know, we, we love to be able to go to different places and see things. And, you know, that's one of our kind of one of our goals, I guess, just to have the freedom, you know, to be able to do what we want to do. And like I said, support what we want to support. And so I think that's kind of the goal. Five years, you know, a little bit shorter term. Um, I, I definitely feel like I'll still be right here uh, at the helm of, of Call It Closed. Um, I want to make sure that, you know, when I do pass it, that uh, it is, you know, one of the leading real estate companies in the world. I want to, uh, you know, I want to make sure that it's a legacy. Even if my daughter had chosen to, to not be involved in the company, you know, something that, that we would be able to pass on in one way or another. But I'm grateful that she does want to be involved you know, that's so that even if we're, a, a, you know, a huge publicly traded company by then that we'll be able to maintain our family culture, you know, D David, you guys know that our, our philosophy, so to speak, is uh, faith, family, and then finances. In other words, business comes last. And so if we can continue to build that culture and instill that into our agents and not that we you know, push religion or anything else on our agents, because we certainly don't, but just to kind of help people understand what's important in life, right? And to know that if you, if you keep your focus in the right places, um, then everything else lines up. So even though you may be putting business, so to speak, last, 
uh, it still will follow along with you doing the other things in life the right way. And so, yeah, I mean, in five years, I think, I think we'll be uh, huge. And uh, like I said, hopefully I'll be preparing to turn the company over, but instead of, you know, some board of directors telling us what to do, you know, limiting us on how we can help our agents or telling us that we can't give our agents another tool or another system that we want to give them to help them make, uh, be more successful, uh, that we'll still have the freedom to do that and, mm. uh, and the control of the company. And so that's where I, I think we'll be in five years. And then, like I said, in 10, uh, hopefully my, my daughter will be calling the shots and I know she'll continue the same culture and the same values that we've built the company on. Amen. Chad, thank you again. It's been really great hearing your backstory a little bit, getting some more insight into who you are as a man, as a person, as a, as a leader in the industry. Um, I'm super grateful to be a part of what you're doing, but thank you so much for investing your time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, it's, it's been my, uh, my pleasure, my honor. I hope you guys do really great things with, uh, with the podcast and, uh, you know, my wife and I, we, we love you guys and consider you friends and, and really family. So I'm glad you're a part of CIC and I'm glad Heather's now, uh, technically a part of CIC and, uh, maybe she can keep you, uh, in line a little bit. It's like, you know, Aprilia and I keep each other in line. We'll see how that goes. It is, it is great having her around and she's, Probably, I'm going to guess the only physician that you have in the company. Uh, I believe so. I, I think that's safe to say. Yes, I, I think we do have another attorney. I think we have an attorney, and uh, gosh, we have a couple of other things out there. I think we have a cable guy, but uh, yeah, to, to, I think I think she's definitely the only actual, you know, licensed physician that we have in the company. Yeah, well, I have to say after the training that I've done and years of schooling, what you all do is is there's a there's been a significant learning curve. I've been real humbled in the last couple of months, so I'm I'm just um, really respect everything that you all do, and you absolutely have to be administratively gifted. And I'm learning from you and learning from Aprilly and just the amazing things that you're doing for the company. So thanks for sharing your expertise with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chad. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. 